Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's really easy to use, you guys. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast on the Denver Stiffs Network. We're really sorry we're a, a whole day late on getting this up, but apparently somebody is sleepy over there on the East Coast. Now, games... West Coast games like get totally gypped because East Coasters can't watch any of them, which is why the media don't ever talk about them. And it's hella annoying, but whatever. Riley, what's up? You fell asleep? Yeah, you know, you said game count, you said game day. And I said, yes, ma'am. And then, you know, Jenna over here wasn't sure if he's going to be one of those before the game type things or after, but since it's you know, one of Aaron Gordon's first games, I get it, but it was getting late, and I tried to keep the lights on, but there's nothing stopping me from falling asleep. She says she fell asleep with the lights on, her phone in her hand, she's sitting straight up like she was tired, so. I had the game on, lights on, I was on Instagram, I mean, and then next thing you know, I wake up, and I'm a, I'm a goner. And I got a text from Jenna saying, you ready? <laughs> yeah. It all, I mean, it's all good. It always happens. I think like it happens a lot, honestly. Like the, like I said, East Coasters never get to watch them. So when the media starts talking and first take goes and <sighs> they're not talking. Oh, well, just because, you know, the hub of the country. Or it's the East Coast, baby. I don't help out the East Coast. Is that the hub? Only people who live there, live on the East Coast, think this. Because you know people who live out here think that the hub, I mean, no one's saying the hub is Denver. And I'm sure no one thinks, like, in Kansas that the hub is Kansas. <laughs> but you know, like, people in L.A., San Francisco think it's there, too. New York is the hub of America. It's actually the hub of the world. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're on the East Coast last time I checked. Yeah. Well, that's neither here nor there. We don't have to agree on where the hub is, but but I will say we should probably agree on, I think we'll agree on a lot of things today in today's episode because uh, there's not too much to complain about in this two-game uh, small sample size. I'm going to very small, very, very small sample size, but there is not much to complain about since Aaron Gordon has joined the Denver Nuggets. Uh, what'd you think of the trip? Riley? I, uh, I know all y'all are just so sad that I don't get to fight with Jenna and then Wayne and then everyone chooses my side. About what? I do what? When have they ever... What? You didn't know that? Yeah, all of our listeners, Team Riley, so are you. On which one? On what take? 
post a mom. Actually, I think all of them. No, 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 no. In fact, I saw somebody talk about how Riley was on one last episode out on Twitter. She was trying to get rid of the whole team. She's trying to trade them all, trade them all. Yeah, so I don't know what 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 fan comments you're looking at, but we have some good takes. We have some bad takes. Uh, I definitely got shit on for um, not liking the JaVale McGee trade. Um, obviously, the first trade that happens that day is JaVale McGee. And it's not a matter of Isaiah Hartenstein. That's not it, because I... I have no opinion of Isaiah Hardenstein whatsoever. He made zero impression on me while he was here in Denver outside of he seemed to be, you know, trying really hard, trying his best, at least giving his best effort. Okay. So outside of that, I have no impression uh, or opinion of him as a basketball player. So it's not like I thought that it was, he was like way out of this world or like a reason not to make the trade. I just felt like it was very parallel. I get that McGee brings some championship level pedigree. Sure, sure, sure. That was literally one of the only things he had to say when they were like, what do you, what do you imagine your role being here? Well, I bring that championship pedigree. I'm like, what else do you bring? He hasn't even played a single minute yet. So we hope that he gets some playing time here soon so we can see what we really have and how he fits. But I stand by my take. It was parallel. If it had been the only trade of the day, I would have been livid. I would have been livid if it was the only trade of the day. Thank God they went after Aaron Gordon. Otherwise, I would have been like, no, I'm out. This team has done the same thing to me every single trade deadline for the last five years. I'm out. I'm out. What do you think? Um, I saw when I saw that trade happen, I was hysterical because <laughs> I was laughing so hard because I thought that was gonna be the only trade they do, and I thought it was very typical, and it just made me laugh. Like I've never seen a team actually like trade just for Javale McGee, and I was like, leave it to the Denver Nuggets to do it. Um, so I was like, just, I just thought it was so funny, but it was so sad at the same time. Um, I mean, he does bring championship pedigree. He, God knows what else he's brought, but he does have experience with the Lakers. You never know what kind of intel he could bring there. Um, I like it better than Isaiah Arnsheen, but I mean... However you say his name, we never got it right, but we never have to worry about it again, really. Um, I don't mind it. I think he brings excitement, especially fans coming back. He can always throw down a fun dunk, or he could end up on track in the pool. You don't know what you're going to get with him. But uh, wasn't posted. it. Just thought it was funny. Thought that's how the trade day would end. And then... Busy trade day. Very busy trade day. Um, then I saw the Nuggets finally take this step and got Aaron Gordon for really nothing. Sorry, Gary Harris. Um, I was very impressed with how we made that happen and what only we had to give up. Uh, great move. Definitely made the team better. I'm excited about it. Um, the internet was actually very excited for the Nuggets about it, which is cool to see. Um, lots of lots of things on it because a lot of people like Aaron Gordon. I mean, mm -hmm. he gave us one of the best dunk contests we've ever seen. So, um, big fans of Gordon. I'm a big fan. I'm excited he's on this team. I think he's gonna make this team much better. Um, yeah, and busy, busy, busy uh, trade day. Um, still think the Miami Heat one trade day. Oh my God. Gordon oh, King Nuggets. Yeah. Riley, the most beautiful basketball mind ever in a front office, did business as per usual. 
you better hope um, you can still play like Oladipo could play before his injury because what you have in your your hands there is a perception of a player who is no longer there you're no. you're gonna get your hopes up yeah no 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 he and, just went to Houston and you know what was he gonna give Houston heart no um I think he played that right I think he took his time in Houston you know rehabbed a little bit took I mean, obviously they didn't, they weren't playing meaningful games as Aaron Gordon would describe what the Nuggets do. Uh, but, you know, the Miami Heat like lost six in a row. Last year, I have total faith in Coach Spo. I have faith in this organization. They're going to grind. They normally do at this point last year. No one thought they'd be going to the finals, but then there they were facing the Lakers. Six yeah. games. So, um, Bo is one of the worst coaches at in-game decisions. You know who the only one who's worse than him is? Michael Malone, unfortunately. Oh, if you put Michael Malone and Coach Spo in the same sentence ever again, I don't know if we could be friends because they are in two different tiers and one of those guys is a lot older than the other one. <laughs> are you? Which one though? Because maybe I think it's Spo, right? But Malone looks older than Spo. No, Coach Malone is definitely older than Coach Spo. Coach Spo is relatively young. Been in the league longer, I guess. Is well, he I'm started thinking. off like my age, working like an odd job for the Heat and worked his way up. Man's a beast. That's all I got to say. And all I'm saying is... Man had LeBron. That's all I got to say. Man had LeBron. Man took his he team took. to the finals last year and did business. Hmm. Jimmy business. I know. Your nugget side really gets jealous. But No, it's not a matter of, of jealousy. I think the Heat are a very similar, comparable team to the Nuggets. But I think saying that they won the trade deadline is preposterous. Ridiculous. Oh, Victor, I, I do not think they're in the same. The man he once was, unfortunately. And you don't know what you're going to get. You're hoping I hope it works out for them. Let's let's give them a little run out there in the East. But you really think they're getting past the Nets in any way, shape, or form? Hell no. The Nets. Hells no. Not buying in yet because guess what? Egos only grow larger in the playoffs, and I can't wait to see an explosion in Brooklyn. It's it gonna be beautiful. Better, they will still outshoot you. No. They played like six over. Together. You have the three. Biggest egos in the entire league on one team. This is destined for an explosion. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I still don't have the next going to the finals. So, well, the Heat are not going. Well, I'm not counting them out, and I'm not Philly out, and I'm not counting. There's some teams that are going to give them a run for their money, and they're going to explode on one of them. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to be the first one to tweet about it. About the, the the heat exploding on somebody? No, the Nets exploding in egos and it not working out because it won't. And I refuse to see James Harden go to the finals. <laughs> Listen, nobody here hates James Harden more than myself. Not a fan. Wow. Don't You're even get me started. Corduroy's not a fan. Bentley's not a fan. Nobody. I'm questioning all your basketball knowledge. Nobody. When Stephen A. came out and said he's one of the, he's like the greatest. No, it's Chuck, actually. One of my favorite dudes. Charles Barkley came out and said he's the best scorer of all time. I think it insulted so many Hall of Famers and so many current players. And it insulted me. And I have nothing to do with being one of the best scorers of all time. And I was like, bro, come on. Come on. <laughs> the fact that you took something that Charles Barkley, who knows nothing of you or who you are, and he said it about somebody who wasn't you, and you took it personally. What other I might have a relationship because Charles Barkley's daughter is marrying a Jewish man from New York, and there's a high probability I could be related to him. <laughs> okay. There. Okay. That's how, there's the connection. See, there, 
Anyways. My point being, the Heat are not passing the Nets. I'm sorry. Not pissed off Nets. Not grumpy no. with other Nets. Not superstar, super ego. Nothing, no matter who the, they show up as day of, no matter what their issues are off the court, they're still going to outscore this anyone. They're gonna. They're still going to put together a impressive, at the very least, finals run. You know it. There's, I, I mean, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, I'm being totally honest and not naive to the situation. Okay, I just know it's coming. I'm looking forward to the day, and it's approaching. And I'm just Every excited. team in history should be telling you you are wrong. Nope. No, no, no. I refuse to believe in ego basketball, and I will continue to stay with the team basketball format. And that is the team that I want. I will say it is a fun, jolly time watching that from the outside. The Nets and the Lakers try to amp up their team and outdo each other by adding new people. Yeah. The best part of the trade deadline day was seeing the Lakers not do anything. And then they. I know. They didn't do something, but then they did do something. Oh, they knew that they were doing. And honestly, what what a job. I mean, great pickup for them, I think. Personally, I think Drummond is... Absolutely great pickup for them. It's annoying how good of a pickup it is when literally every single trade deadline, they get somebody. They go for somebody. They pay the money to get a great player for their team. Not a... So we're not talking to PJ Dozier here. They're like... No digs on my PJ. I love PJ. Maybe one day he will be at a level where we won't use his name as an example. Well, that will be up to Coach Malone if he ever wants to get him there. I, I mean, this is way off topic, and we're talking years down, at least another year. But I think they have, this team outgrows Malone eventually. I can second that actually. I've uh, I've had this season to really dive in from draft day to now, and he hasn't grown on me. He's gone the opposite way. I've uh, I'm outgrown Malone. Yeah, I think this team will eventually outgrow him just because he's. I don't know if he's flexible enough, and then like he's almost too flexible at end of game situations or, you know, very close game situations, too flexible, like leaves guys out there too long, leaves rotations out there, groups of guys, lineups that are like getting their asses kicked and he leaves them out there like way too long. Um, Or he pulls guys in a moment when it's like, why would you pull him right then? He's, he's doing fine. Or he's, you know, not that I have mind, but I just don't know. I don't know that. I think Jokic and MPJ is putting up like crazy numbers. Like I think these guys become maybe outgrows. You know, just like LeBron outgrew every coach he had. Well, I think those are different situations, but. Um... I have a guy that I'd like to see coach the Nuggets. And I don't think everyone would be a fan at, fan at first, but I think it'd be a perfect match. All right, let's do it. Ready for this? You're going to hate it. God, wait, let me think who you're thinking. I don't know that I have any, harbor any like hate towards any certain coach. Okay, you tell me. Coach Mike D'Antoni. I don't hate him. Big fan. I think he's a perfect match for the Nuggets. I don't think a single team could outscore the Nuggets if he was our coach. Well, in this tiny, tiny two-game sample size, apparently, the Nuggets have, like, crazy defensive and offensive ratings with Aaron Gordon on the floor. And just overall in this two-game sample, like, they've had super, super low, like, 98, 99 or something defensive rating. Yeah. And then um, had, like, 130 offensive rating. And 
um, just crazy numbers, right? So it it's been interesting to watch it because it's like, whoa, I don't want to get too excited, but like also Aaron Gordon hasn't played like all that amazing. He's not, he's oh. barely like getting in there and getting comfortable, but like it's already affected the, the entire starting five in such a positive way. Well, I think he brings something the Nuggets never had. And that is a, sh- a legit defensive player in the paint who's a shot blocker. That changes the whole game. Hmm. Um, that is a difference in this Nuggets team that I'm very, very excited about. And I think it does have to do with that defensive rating. You can't go in the paint like you used to go with Aaron Gordon playing in the game. Um, I mean, yeah, it's nice if he could put up great numbers, but having him there in the paint, getting physical, being able to block shots, I'd take that all day. Yeah, no, I wasn't criticizing him for his low numbers. I was saying, like, look at how little he's doing and it's already had such a great effect on them. I think, I mean, you're mentioning the defensive side and and it being so obvious. I I see it a lot on the offensive side. Guys have to guard, guard him in the paint. They can't just leave him there. You know, where before with you had Will Barton on the, nobody guards Will Barton as is. So you already got one guy sagging, able to sag off and, and, and help on defense. But now they got, uh, Gordon in the paint, you can't really sag off of him. You have to um, defend. And he spaces the floor really, really well on a on offense. Um, MPJ might be benefiting the most from it. Like, that was my one huge takeaway from yesterday's game, just watching. Like, MPJ is – it could be just because he's spacing the floor, but I also think it's the partially about the defense, right? MPJ gets blown by on defense all the time. He's got to be focused more than anything when he's on that court on not getting blown by on defense again and getting his ass ripped again from the game. He just wants to play offense, right? So he probably has a little bit of weight lifted off of him as far as that defensive pressure goes like, okay, I still got a guy. It's not going to hurt us so much anymore. I can be out here and relax and get into my game. And he's doing, I mean, he's just shooting like lights out. It's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, honestly, when you came on here and said, there's just so many good things to talk about. I mean, there really is. Um, Normally I am a pretty positive a uh, pretty negative person on this show about the Nuggets, but I was like, "What?" She said, uh, "Yeah, sorry, very negative about the Nuggets, and we'll criticize them to the bone." But I gotta say, like, this changes the game. It really does. It's it's exciting, and it's really. I know it's only been a couple games, like you said, but it's a world's difference. Like, it's it's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've been enjoying watching Nuggets basketball, um, for sure. It's, it has been hard to bet on the games now because some of the things that have been trends are changing, right? Like even Jokic, his numbers were, he had some lower scoring, um, lower numbers. I mean, still awesome, still out of this world, but, you know, sharing the ball. Now you got a fourth guy who you really are going to. Barton's still being as aggressive as ever. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Awkward. The amount of shots you're going to get up, Jokic is going to get up, might go down. And I really I hope. I mean, you, at the end of the day, yes, we want the best for the Joker. And we still believe he's the MVP. But to elevate his team, if that means taking less shots and adding this other great guy, I take that over every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, the MVP conversation is always like, I think the biggest issue with that conversation is we have different criteria. We think different things about who should be the MVP. You might think the MVP needs to play great defense. And I could argue that there have been MVPs for a season who play no defense, you know? 
who aren't really unanimous MVP season right, right there. Right. So um, I think that's where people get like bogged down in the conversation and why it's like, or, or of course I've heard them all because I posted some stupid video about Embiid on TikTok and everyone got pissed, but um, you know, the, the Embiid fans are like, nah, because Embiid plays less minutes than Jokic. That's all. And I, and I'm like, I think that that should be part of it. Like it's the regular season MVP. That can mean that LeBron's the best player in the game, but he doesn't show up for the regular season all the time anymore. Just based on what he wants to do with his body, it's his choice. He doesn't show up for it. Jokic hasn't missed a game this season. Like that should count for something when you're talking about a regular season MVP. He also is yeah. that sacrifice, like you're saying, willing to, willing to get lower numbers if it elevates where the team gets. That should, to me, that is what I think of when I think of a leader. When I think of MVP, I think of like the team leader. Most yeah, there. I see what you're saying. I also see the other side. Um, I know you don't think that LeBron is should always be in that conversation, but um, I mean, the man should have more than four MVPs at this point. Um, but I will say, like, I don't think it necessarily means minutes. But playing every game matters. And you can't put Embiid in that conversation with the amount of games he's missed. I just don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. Um, Sure, if it's a few games, like a couple or something, like, okay. Mm -hmm. But this man misses weeks of games. So um, I definitely think that should be considered. um, Yeah, there's no negating that when Embiid is healthy, he is a very, or he is the most valuable player to these Sixers. Like he brings a lot of value to that team when he's healthy for sure. But I mean, how many games are we talking? Like that's what I'm saying to these like Sixers fans. Like you can be pissed at me that I posted a stat, you know, points allowed versus points, um, defended or points stopped and then total points added to the game and they're like well yeah because Jokic plays way more total points and I'm like but it's still like you would still see a scale right of based on how many minutes they play which is a stupid stat I'm not saying minutes exactly but I am saying what you're saying like when you miss a lot of games and you're not there and you're not part of several series and your team is struggling how valuable are you to that team? And his team is still playing really good basketball without him. Like, yes, they're much better with him. They're still a really good team without him. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you there, honestly. So there's that. And this season, LeBron is out of the question because he's also missed a lot of time. Yes. Um, I mean, we're talking... I don't think that's started becoming a thing until last season uh or the season before that when the lakers are trash but um i do think this man does deserve more than four mvp trophies yeah for sure there were probably other other moments out there i mean other years but like i said i think lebron is he's still the greatest player that's in the game he's still dominating he's still like a force to be reckoned with can you i don't even think you know can anybody get past him in the playoffs i have still have no proof um no so it's like right so it's like i totally believe he's a finals mvp i totally believe he's a playoff postseason mvp but do i think he's the mvp of this regular season no no many games just like mb agree I think he's missed less than MB, probably. He uh, has less than MB. Yeah.
we got Aaron Gordon, we got Nikola Jokic. This team is playing awesome. Um, as I mentioned earlier, defensive rating, offensive ratings off the charts, you know, best that this team has ever had. Uh, and then there's the defensive and offensive rating when Composo's on, on the court. It's not good. You have grown to not like this man. It's not good. It's not good. I had to tell, I got, somebody's got to say it. It's not good. Well, I'll say this. I did make a tweet this week uh, about, I think Fogel deserves more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, very controversial tweet. Some people liked it. Some people argued it. Um, very controversial. Yes. Um, I tweeted it because I went back and I looked through the numbers. And when he's on the floor, in the five minutes that he gets, um, garbage time or not, he's had very positive impact. I'm not saying he plays the best defense or anything like that, but I'm saying give the man a chance because uh, it's his second or third year in the leagues. I think it's a second. Um, he's shown improvement. He's shown he has the skill set, and I just think that he deserves to be playing over certain players like one you previously mentioned. Um, yeah, I just say give him a shot. I mean, you never know. I mean, the way this team's rolling, I don't think it hurt to give him a shot. And people, the main question that came up is over who is the next question. Um, I said Barton because I don't think Barton brings much defensively anyway, so I don't think you'd be losing too much there. And I think. Bull Bull has a better offensive skill set than Barton. And I don't think Barton should be playing as many minutes as he plays. Um, I just, I don't get it. Um, I know there's a bunch of other things going into it. Like he doesn't know how to um, help defense. He, he can't stand in front of someone. He gets beaten down on the block. He has trouble uh, following um, plays and stuff like that. But the guy is very, very unique. And the sad part is the biggest thing I saw on Twitter that I agree with is if he was on another team, he would be given that opportunity. And that makes me sad because the Nuggets need to give him that before anything is said and done. Um, at least for this last month that we know is kind of like some days are just bleh in the NBA right now, because there's people resting. I'd love to, to get a chance to see him play like a 20-minute game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can pull up the schedule <clears throat> and try to find something, but I would err on the side of that ain't going to happen, Rye. I just don't think it's going to – I just don't think Malone will do it. I, I think yeah, – That's my problem, though. It's like, why – Malone, like you said, doesn't like to try new things, doesn't like to change it up. Well, you got to change it up. You got to, if you want to compete, you want to find the best team you can put on the floor, put them out there. The thing about this team that I was noticing, because I was trying to think of, you know, we're talking about, we, this team has a lot of composos, right? That's what I keep saying. And if you really have to be paying attention to the pod to figure out what I mean by that, but, or have listened to every episode, I suppose. So insider scoop, if you know, if you're not in the know, then you should go back and listen to all our previous episodes. They're also absolutely hilarious. But um, I wanted to think about it from like a more positive standpoint, right? Like, how does this benefit this team? And they do have what I would say, like specialized players, right? Like Bull Bull could be a guy you use in a one specific situation that works really well for you. Because let me tell in the playoffs, there are going to be moments when that needs to be the case. And I know that because there have been <laughs> seasons where we've let Myers Leonard, the Nuggets have let Myers Leonard get a game. We have let Rodney Hood get a game. Like in the playoffs, you're going to let it's going to be Rodney Hood who's beating us. No, that's like, it should be Dame. If anyone's going to beat you from Portland, it should be Dame. 
and only especially in the playoffs. So, like, you have guys that you didn't see the numbers from in the regular season, and they step up. No, well, that could be bold. I'm saying that could totally be bold. That could be it. It might very well be Javale McGee too, because I don't know that Malone's going to give. I mean, we have not seen Javale get minutes, like I mentioned earlier, but maybe. Maybe Javel's cool with that, like at this stage in his career. You know, I don't know why you wouldn't be. He's already got plenty of rings. He's still getting to play. Why not just specialize in something? You know, like, you know what? All you're going to focus on is these five games. You prepare yourself for those five games. You, you look at your matchup. You watch film on those guys you're going to be guarding in those five games. And maybe they're spread out, like, we hear all the time about players who are resting their bodies, taking better care of themselves. JaVale's at that age. He could be doing that. And why not? Because this team already has, because if I'm thinking about, you know, the eight man rotation or the 10 man rotation that Malone typically, I think has always gone to eight, if I'm not mistaken, but eight, 10 guys that Malone's going to go to, I don't know how you fit JaVale in there, but I also don't know how you fit Compazzo in there. And I don't know how you fit Bull Bull in there. Um, like you were saying, who do you sit? I don't know where those three guys fit, but I can think of specialized situations when Compazzo is the most annoying guy out there. Like put Compazzo out there on Dame against Portland. That would annoy the shit out of Dame. You know, Dame's a good ball handler, but Compazzo annoyed him. And he didn't shoot great against Denver. He doesn't typically go off against Denver. He'll go off against the Thunder, go off against LA. Doesn't really go off against Denver for whatever reason, but they do still let guys like Rodney Hood have games. <laughs> and and who knows, maybe Bull Bull will have a game, right? In the playoffs, I could see that happening. But I don't know that, I think Malone is going to take the rest of this season, which honestly isn't that much longer. We basically have April, and then a couple weeks in May before the playoffs. So we're talking. Yeah, we got a crazy busy schedule coming up. We have a game every day or every other day. Yeah. But we do, yeah. there's two games coming up after the Clippers. It's Orlando and Detroit at home. Those to me would be great opportunities to see Bowl Bowl. And then after that, it gets kind of rough. We're playing all playoff teams until the 16th, which we play at Houston. It's another one I'd like to see him at, um, but we got we got a tough route. But those games would be good opportunities to really see what this guy got because when he does come playoff time, this man's only been playing five minutes a game. The likelihood of him going off and being comfortable and getting those minutes before time are going to be a factor in him being able to go off in those games. And him not playing a lot is is going to minimize that opportunity he's still getting daily runs with in with the nuggets against yeah but it's not the same i mean you want to play in a game like you want to five minutes it takes sometimes five minutes to adjust in a game and come off the bench and whatever like yeah you know like i think he needs more time to get into it and really see what he can do i mean there's so many questions and so many things we still don't know yeah no, I get what you're saying. I just don't, I think Malone's going to be hunting for a better position uh, in the standings for his playoff run. You know, the, the Nuggets are, I hope so. yeah, the Nuggets, well, they typically played that, um, their standings to their favor. They have, Malone has always each year done things to ensure, you know, that he gets a certain place in in the standings because he wants to face a certain team and it works in his favor. Um, I know it definitely did this last year in the bubble. It did the year before as well, but um, I think that that's going to stand in the way of him really looking to, to develop bull bull at this point. Interestingly enough, my inside information that I had from sources before the trade deadline was like 100%, 100%. It's going to be Bull, Gary, and a first round. Turned out 
bull, RJ, and first round, right? And I guess they just, that from what I heard, Orlando was like all of a sudden out on bull bull and way in on RJ. And I don't know if it was a matter of being out or in, you know, is if- Well, I think that more has to do with um, Orlando. I think they're trying to find a dynamic uh, backcourt. And I think the future of RJ Hampton and um, Cole Anthony sounds very appealing and very interesting and has potential more than a bull bull situation. So I, I, don't, see. Know. I don't know because bull bull like has a following people care about what he's doing and what he's wearing, what he's like, he is like, that kind of guy that could be a superstar. I mean, if his game gets right, obviously he'll have, but he's always going to be like known for his fashion and his, like he has a real presence. We, have say, not- bull, bull. we say this man's first and last name. I know we, we really respect him. He's like 19. We have to say his both names. Yeah. Mr. Bull Bull, sir. <laughs> I think the only person we ever do that with besides him is like LeBron James. <laughs> hmm I wonder if there are people who we do that certain with. I mean, no, because some people we also just do their first name and it's like, it's gotta be that. Like when you say Michael, you know. Michael Jordan. Yep. There's only one Michael in the world. Yeah, it's not like Michael. I'm Michael Porter Jr. Nope, it is not the Michael. Yeah. The goat. Yes, obviously. So, yeah, I don't know if there are other players. I can't think. No, I don't know. I haven't thought of one. I'll keep it on, keep, keep mulling over. Now you've given me a real thing. Do you? Wow. <laughs> but um, I'm all, I lost my train of thought now, but I was thinking about it. You're like, man, we do call that man by his person. I know. I'm like, geez. Is there anyone else I do this with in the league? I don't know. Um, no, I think everyone that's coming to my mind, I don't. Um, yeah, so I was surprised that I don't, I, I think you're right. I think it has more to do with like Orlando and what they're looking for than it had to do with Bull or them being in or out on anybody. But I did hear a couple of um, other reporters saying, they thought Orlando could get, could have gotten a lot more. They could have. They really could have. Um, I don't think Orlando is the best managed um, team right now. Personally, um, I think they could have gotten a lot more. But I also give credit to you know the Denver Nuggets for giving up the least they had to give. So. Yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't an easy go of it. Uh, I heard just about like, well, on the Locked on Nuggets podcast, Matt Moore was saying that he, something in regards to like, Malone was instrumental in the trade for Aaron Gordon. And Mm. he had, he had to like, do some real convincing begging to include those pieces in that trade. And I think when he said that he was talking about Gary Harris, you know, apparently front off Nuggets front office. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a Gary. Maybe it was RJ. They were really in on, but I would have thought their loyalty probably lied with Gary and it was probably really hard for them to part ways with him. But um, Tom, it was time. I know I saw all the, the tweets and all the people talking about Gary leaving, but in my mind, I was like, thank God this man is out. Everyone, please disclaimer for this chicken nuggets podcast in the middle of the episode here. Um, you all forget that, or don't forget that Riley is has not endured nug life like we have. She hasn't felt the scars or the trauma uh, that we have with this Nuggets team. So she can be ruthless with. I can be ruthless, but I will tell you straight. And that man was not good. And he was not good for this Nuggets team. It's I mean, the best thing y'all could have done, really. He's, he, I mean, 
He still plays in the NBA, but I will say it was, it was a good option to move that contract. Obviously it freed up a lot of money. It'll set them up better in the future. Um, I don't know how they convinced Orlando to do it. <laughs> I will really, never know really. But <laughs> hopefully we somehow. And he's in a, and Aaron Gordon's in a Nuggets jersey and, and no complaints over here. It's been so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, you know, your whole rant about play bull bull over Will Barton. There was a lot of Will Barton slander up in there. A lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come at me, baby. Let's go. I mean, oh, that's all I got to say. If you got a problem with my take on Will Barton, I'll gladly take it back to you. Not a Will Barton fan. He knows that. Y'all know that. You know that. Does Will know that? You think Will knows that you're not a fan of his? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm looking at his numbers and they're not bad. In the month of March, he's shooting 42% from the field. He's shooting, um, let's see, 35% from three-point range. And all I got to say is the canceled number, numbers never lie because they do. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Why? Because you think those sound good and he's not good? Yep. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I, I don't know how you would improve this lineup. To You want them to also have a superstar at the point guard as well? No, I like, I like the top. I like, I like the starting lineup. I don't like Will Barton when he plays with the lineup. So. I mean, the starters are good with Barton on the floor, and I think he doesn't I, – I think he would become too deflated – if he was moved to the, to the second unit, he could potentially, I just don't think he plays great with that second unit. I think they need more. Somebody oh, should move. Him. <laughs> but I think he's been, he's been pretty good. There have been games when Will's gotten like mad buckets and nobody else was on. And in the first quarter, even, even just if he keeps them afloat for one quarter, he's doing his job. Because there have been first quarters that it's like all Will Barton keeping them above water. I could say the same thing about him on the defensive end on the opposite side. He is ineffective on defense. But now they have Aaron Gordon in that lineup, and I think that takes care of a lot of issues. Um, he gets blown by a lot, too. Who Who's the worst defender in the starters? Will? Yeah. Second word. Honestly, this team's been playing really good defense. Every player but Will the past few games. Even MPJ? Yeah, I honestly don't think he's been playing that bad of defense. I think Will Barnes the worst defender. So that's what I've seen the past two games. Yeah. Yeah. I just um yeah, I I agree. I think they, they have been playing good defense. I think Jamal's defense has, has drastically improved mm -hmm. as well since last year, even. Oh yeah. Big time. No, he really has. He deserves credit for that. Yeah. Good defensive improvement. Uh, he's actually played spectacular defense in the past couple games. Oh my so. gosh. You guys, I just am a little thrown off. I don't really know how to proceed when, when Riley continues to speak so highly of the team. I don't know how to, how to, I don't know this format, Riley. Give me some, some negative. Crazy. And the, the scary part is it could continue because next time I talk to you, it'll be after the Clippers Orlando and Detroit. So could only get better. Yeah. I was just going to talk about that upcoming schedule. A bummer that the Clippers have several guys on their injury list. I kind of <laughs> – I saw somebody tweet out like, oh, this is, this was going to be the first major check-in like, or, you know, for the Nuggets. And I was like, damn, this on the Sixers. I thought they were a major check-in, but I guess maybe they're saying, well, without Embiid, they're not. Without Embiid, I don't think so. Boston will be the next, the next great test on the 11th. I think um, I'm, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for those matchups. Um, I think that's the, the next great test though. So we got a little bit. You're not interested in the, the rematch with uh, Jeremy Grant, Detroit? 
No, I think uh, I think Denver's gonna handle them well, especially at home, especially fans. So. Especially with Aaron Gordon to uh, defend, right? yeah. Because Detroit's mm-hmm. Detroit's a big, a tall team. Big team. They're tall, but they suck. Two San Antonio games after that. Uh, I feel like the Nuggets could. Like those are trap games, you know. They could drop something to to pop easily, just knowing them. So yeah, I- and also another exciting thing about the Nuggets schedule is we have a lot of televised games coming on. Oh really? TNT. Uh, if I'm counting this correctly, counting NBA TV because most providers have it now. We have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine in the month of April. Nope, that's including the first week of May. Yeah, well, pretty, still pretty. But good. um, that's good for Nuggets. I mean, that's a lot. That's good. I'm excited. Don't have to illegally stream it. For Nuggets fans who can't watch regularly televised games that are only televised to altitude because they don't get altitude. Thank you, Comcast, and altitude. Oh, thank you, Cronky. Yeah, Cronky and altitude and comcast are both uh to blame in that one um okay so you have boston i i'm shocked you didn't choose miami as the first real um game for them on the 14th well i i really um i know boston hasn't played to their potential but i still really like that team and i really do like how uh I like the matchup versus I think it's a very clean, nice matchup. So I'm that's why I chose them. But yes, Miami will be definitely on my list, of course. Of course, one to watch, even though the Nuggets blew them out last time they played a hey, it's a different game, different day. And uh Oladipo will be in a Miami Heat uniform for the game tomorrow. So we'll see how it goes. How did I know you were going to use the name Oladipo? Like, I he shouldn't even be in the conversation. He has not proven he's the same player. Well, I should start maybe talking about Charlotte because they are fourth in the East. That's how you know the East isn't that great right there. Hey, 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 hey. I mean, just compared to the fourth teams in the West, you got to be kidding me. You know, you know, the East is weak. It always has been. Well, it hasn't always it has been, but it is it has been for a while. Um, we could last. I mean, anybody knows that. But um, hey, I got I gotta give my audience a shout out. It's exciting stuff. I know. I wanted to. I think last episode I wanted to give you like crap for the Hornets losing so bad to the Nuggets after you claimed they were gonna get they were gonna play good against them. Yeah. Well. You know, you win some, you lose some. Lamelo being being out for the rest of the season is hurts. But um, honestly, if I'm if I'm a Charlotte Hornet fan, gotta be happy right now. Um, you definitely didn't expect them to be. I didn't expect them to even be in the playoffs. So, no, oh, yeah, gotta just be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely, it's good for them. But. We're talking about meaningful games, in in the words of Aaron Gordon, meaningful games. Apparently, Orlando fans yeah. are in fact upset about that. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, uh, sucks to suck. That's called being salty. Uh, I remember when I used to say "sucks to suck." Been a minute. Oh, been a minute, huh? Been a minute since I just. Used to- I'm trying to stay cool with the hip kids. <laughs> Uh, I don't even think he meant it that way. I think he just meant like, because they're actually contending, you know? Oh, he meant it that way. I don't think he meant anything to Orlando. He was talking about praising Denver and Orlando took it personally, but like when you're a spade. Would see it that, way. that is the most nugget mindset way to see it. I think on the history of this earth. No, Jenna, he didn't mean it that way. He means he's been playing for a sucky team. Now he's playing for a better team. And he was sick of playing games that didn't matter. 
I mean, why are we assuming he's such a negative thinker? That's such a negative way to think. Maybe he was thinking positive. I think it's so positive in that way. To talk about how he's been playing for such a sucky team. Or yeah, just talk to La Vista, baby. Let's go. That plays. Never mind. You don't get it. <laughs> Negative mindset here, people. You know, we need to get you get Riley on some meditation. <laughs> need to feed her with some calmness. Low expectations create the best surprises. Let me tell you, folks. What kind of meditation? No, I'm saying that if you go with low expectations, you will have way more surprises. Yeah. And they'll be all that greedy. That's just how I feel about it. I suppose. I've been positive this podcast, so give me credit. Except for the part where you assume that Aaron Gordon has no... Oh, my God. Like I forgot. As soon as he put on a Nuggets jersey, we <laughs> defend him. My bad. I forgot that little golden rule of the Denver Nuggets. I was like the first media member to ever criticize Michael Porter Jr. Everyone hated on me for that. I was the only one not on board. And I also criticized Gary Harris. Like everyone's like, oh my God, thank God Gary came back during the bubble. I'm like, he played one or two good games, two good games where he was impactful. And he even has a list of the two times that she criticized the Nuggets. These are like recent times. I'm giving you examples of recent moments, okay? Oh, it wouldn't be a podcast if I wasn't mocking you a little bit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you're not right about the Nuggets Homer calling me a Nuggets Homer and whatnot. You're a Nuggets Homer. I hate to break it to you. Breaking news. Woes announced. Jenna Garcia is a Denver Homer. Oh and I'm here to keep her in check, and that's what I signed up to do. I'm, you're a heat homer. I'm not a heat homer. I can acknowledge uh, bad things about the heat. I can acknowledge when they're terrible, like they've been this season. I, have you ever? I just think that Pat Riley's a genius, and I have all trust in that man because he's knows what he's doing. So, even spoken a single ill word about Pat Riley in your life. You've never even probably thought negative about Pat Riley. Okay. Give me an example to say something negative about Mr. Pat Riley. Be careful because you might want to go work for the heat one day. I'm just saying the man is human and and not all of his choices have been perfect. Maybe not personally, but basketball-wise, pretty close. No, he's who is perfect in this this realm? No one, but yeah. Tell me, guys. I see the anger. This is like, I feel like this is when I feel like we're sisters and she wants to kill me. No, I'm not angry. I'm just saying, yes, he's won more than he's lost. But still, you that's how you know you're a, a heat homer if you can't speak ill will of Pat Riley. Give me something. Or Dwayne Wade. Like, you would never say well, anything. I call out Dwayne Wade personally. But not same. Basketball was no, because that man is different than anyone I've ever seen playing a basketball court. And I've seen a lot of people play on a basketball court. Um, so no, I can't basketball wise. You're not well, the only thing I could is when he left the Miami Heat to go to the Chicago Bulls and then Cleveland and then realized quickly that he was part of the Miami Heat and he should have never left. Yeah. That's about it though. But you're a heat homer. Say what you want, but I'm not as bad as you. You were talking about how Tyler Hero is amazing. He's been shitty. He has been. I could be the first to admit. No problem. He's been terrible. It's gone to his head. We'll see if he recovers. I don't know. But you're right. And you weren't singing his praises 10 seconds before the game, the season started. You were like so pro. Along with everyone else, and he deserved it after the finals run, and you know it. No. He's, but he's been too hung up on Nadia or whatever, Natata or whatever her name is. The woman in the situation. The big booty woman. He's a professional. He should be able to stay focused just fine. Oh, it's, it's, I don't, trust me. I do. <sighs> Anyways, now that we're just clear on that, you're a homer and I'm a homer for our own teams, which I just still 
completely disagree with me being a homer. I'm biased, but I'm not a homer, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm slightly biased, but I'm not a homer. I would not, I would definitely criticize, I have criticized Cronky organization, even if I wanted to work for them someday. I've criticized, I don't, I would never not criticize somebody just because I want to work for them someday. Sorry. Yeah. If I thought you were doing something wrong, I'd tell you. My so I hit a nerve. I hit a nerve, folks. Oh my God. That's not even it. It's totally fine. You know how she does this thing when you hit a nerve and she can't give it up. She gotta keep getting on it. I actually don't remember the question. I'm pretty much just filibustering until I can figure out what I was thinking about originally doing with this. Mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. So if you want to help in any sort of way by giving me some sort of hint about where we were going, feel free to jump. Uh, we were just talking about the upcoming games. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Oh, that Miami's playing. Okay. Yes. Well, I think it's, even though it is kind of a really busy schedule coming up, it doesn't, there's not like a single game where, or a single stretch where I think the Nuggets are going to struggle very long. You know, I do think Boston could give them trouble. I think that, well, Toronto gave them trouble, so it could happen again. But now that they have this, now that they have Aaron Gordon and these new options and stuff, it's looked so good. It's hard to kind of analyze what, what I think might go wrong, you know, not sure what. The only thing I can think of is that um, the home stretch when a bunch of teams are trying to make the playoffs, like you look at New Orleans and Memphis and uh, Golden State, they're obviously going to be on another level because they're trying to, trying to slide in. So you never know if those ones. Yeah, boy, did they wish Aaron Gordon had <laughs> had been traded a day earlier so he could have been there for that New Orleans game because Zion just had his way with them. So and he said wasn't even that big. I have been sending her Instagram pictures of this man's muscles. <laughs> okay, but I'm talking about last year when I saw him last season and he wasn't he was injured. He came into town and he wasn't playing and he didn't look as big to me. As I thought he was going to look, you know, like what I had anticipated and built him up to be in my head. But obviously in the picture, yes, she has sent me pictures, you guys. It's really annoying. And she's like, look, and it's like one specific picture where Zion's bulging bicep is like the front of the picture. And I'm like, obviously he has muscles. No, I'm not saying he doesn't have muscles. He's not muscular and clearly in that photo he was very muscular looked photoshopped to be honest but it wasn't that's the thing about zion it looked photoshopped but oh my god the best thing i ever heard about zion the past week was the comparison to shack and the presence he brings physically um that was a great comparison and i see it so. that about himself huh did shack say that no he didn't I forgot who said it. It was someone else, but it wasn't Chad. Yeah. I'm not saying that Zion's not big. I'm saying he wasn't as big at when I got to see him because of the injury and stuff. But he definitely gave them problems. And I think that'll be alleviated now with the Aaron Gordon situation taken care of. I'm so excited for every Nuggets game but I'm not hitting my bets nearly as often because it's kind of thrown a wrench into how the system works and how this team plays and who gets what, and how many, how many assists are distributed to who and whatnot, but it has opened up Michael Porter jr. Betting MPJ. Uh, I bet him last week over the over on his points, rebounds, assists combined. And that was easy money because it's opened up his game. So I'm pretty excited to watch MPJ kind of take that next step too, uh, now that Aaron Gordon's there. And I don't think his numbers in the two games really reflect what it's gonna be on average for him. I think he'll still get better numbers than he's been getting once he gets more, more plays run for him. I'm sure he's still learning the playbook and whatnot, but once he gets more plays run for him, whoo, I'm sure his numbers will go up. As of right now though, 
don't bet on him <laughs> because it's just it's not it's not guaranteed because you don't know how this system is going to work. Last game, he didn't get that many minutes, too. So, like, there was... He did. He got a good amount, but he didn't get as many as I thought he would, or he, as he did the first game. So, we'll have to see, but I'm really excited for Nuggets games moving forward. Next week, Riley, we'll be back with another episode. And I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about with those three games. And... I'm sure we'll have something else random to talk about as well. Jenna will not keep me up to 1 a.m. next week. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening to the Chicken Nuggets podcast. We'll be back. Talk to you later. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.